Welcome into the Irish NFL show, TNF preview, Thursday Night Football. The New England Patriots on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are still in a playoff position within the AFC. Delighted to have Patriots fan Shane Brennan join me to discuss this really exciting one we have on Thursday night. Shane, over to you. The, uh, th- does Amazon give us anything if I say that this is going to be a game of the season that if you know, if you... If you're sick of, of being tired on Monday mornings, this is worth being tired on a Friday morning because, you know, Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky, guys, this is this is a, a matter of the season. And uh, I don't know. I, I it, it was funny. A couple of weeks ago after the the Patriots loss to the Giants, uh, it kind of dawned on me. I was like, oh, my God, Thursday night football is going to be between the Patriots and the Steelers. The Steelers, of course, you know, after only sacking Matt Canada that week, and I was like, this is going to be like watching an Ulster Gaelic football match. What I mean by that is like, if you watch an Ulster Gaelic football match, it's not about appeasing to the eye on an offensive level. You know, it's, you know, 15 defenders behind the ball, you know, parking the tractor kind of stuff. And that's, this feels like it's going to be like that between the Steelers and the Pages. Now, I could very, very much be wrong. I know the Thursday night football games generally have a reputation for being a little bit slower in terms of, in terms of uh, offensive talent. So maybe if the defense are the ones that are getting, getting slowed down and letting these offenses work, we actually might get some uh, some good scoring, but pff, I don't know. I, mean, I, I <laughs> wishful thinking, maybe. Well, I remember earlier on in the season we had a Thursday night football game in which myself and Andrew Morgan from the UK previewed, and that game was uh, the Commanders against the Bears, and everybody said, "Oh, this is going to be a really dull affair," and I finished forty twenty. Now I don't think we're going to get those points tomorrow. The odds obviously are very much stacked in the favour of. The Steers to win this game. The handicap was minus six with Quimbet, our partner. If you want to check out their odds, go to Quimbet.com or some of their specials or promotions, Quimbet.com forward slash promotions. And in this game, I mean, minus six, probably a fair line bearing in mind what we saw last Sunday from the Steelers. We'll kick off the Steelers because they've been on a bit of a crest of a wave in the sense of not many people expect them to be in the position. Certainly, I didn't start the season. Others, a few people have felt they were floating under the radar, but they haven't been playing at a level this season, which is really, as you said, pleasing on the eye. And then obviously, Kenny Pickett gets injured last week and Mitch Trubitsky comes in. He's going to start this game. It's a, it's hard to see how this offense can get going. I know McCann is gone and they had that kind of little bit of a jump in the Bengals game. But in this game, it does very much strike me. It's the lowest over-under line for quite some time in the NFL. I think it's in the region of 30, 31 points. I mean, what's your expectation with the Steelers offensively? Are we, are we essentially looking at which team can find a way to move the ball the best over the course of four quarters and empty will come out winning a low scoring game yeah I don't know whether the, the home field advantage for Pittsburgh might help here of course like, the fact that they're playing for something I think it will give them greater motivation to try and do something creative because I think one of the things that have helped the Steelers throughout the season is the fact that their schedule has had them playing against a lot of these physical type teams I mean obviously North teams as we know play this kind of physical brand of football that's not necessarily about putting in the air and trying to make the most creative plays like what we see from, you know, primetime Kansas City Chiefs generally. So, you know, they've benefited from uh, from that. And I think that if, you know, come against a, a Belichick defense where things are going to be physical again, if they've, if they've worked throughout the last couple of weeks in creating plays that are um, imaginative, that are where the ball is being thrown downfield and, you know, it's risky and, I think as well as that, when they're when they are trying to plan out for these um for these passes downfield, of course, the main one of the main reasons why teams generally err on the side of caution. And we've seen this in both the Patriots and the Steelers throughout the season where 
they prefer to shove her off to the side and do these screen plays or give passes where the ball maybe goes forward with four or five yards and then see what the wide receiver can do. The reason why teams don't want to go down for is because you know they don't want to throw a pick and lose the ball. I think against the Patriots, uh, the the danger of the team punishing on turnovers uh, it was quite strongly reduced in comparison to let's say uh, the Cardinals of the weekend, which uh, who defeated the Steelers twenty four to ten. So I think you know if the Steelers come out in this game and decided they want to pass the ball downfield, and we saw this in the first game since Matt Cannon got fired. I mean. Like in the last game in the Canada era was against the Browns, and not once did they try passing the ball downfield more, you know, more than where the ball was in the air for more than ten yards. First play they got against the Bengals, they got it. They managed to put out about a win there. I think in the first half, if the Steelers are going to put up points, they need to put the ball in the air early. And if they give away a turnover, so what? And Bailey Zappi isn't gonna isn't gonna punish. I don't think. So I'm hoping that maybe that might give them a little more freedom to to do the things that they generally wouldn't do because I think it's been the case of Kenny Pickett throughout the season and when you have your backup quarterback, it's very easy to say, look, we're just going to try and make a system here where it's about using somebody who's serviceable and not trying to to break any records here or do anything incredible. And I think if you actually see the uh, the backup quarterbacks across the league who are doing really well, like in Indianapolis, like in Cincinnati, what they have been able to do is being able to still use aggressive plays, plays that are designed to get yards and to, you know, be good offense and be a little bit risky and try to go for it. When, when they back their quarterback and they back their team to do that, they can actually get quite good results. So I think if the Steelers back Mitch Trubisky to, not necessarily all the time, but if in the first drive, if, if they manage to get a couple of plays where they can get, you know, 15, 20 yards and get something going on offense pretty early, you know, they can have a, a pretty good day, but they need to back Mitch Trubisky to to make those uh, those long plays, and considering that they haven't backed Kenny Pickett to make those long plays for most of the season, it's difficult to see why they'd back their backup quarterback in the Thursday night game. But you know, if uh, no risk and no biscuit, and I think that they're, when they're, they're chasing the, a playoff spot and maybe even chasing uh, topping the or uh, beating the Ravens to top the AFC North, you know, you 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 got to start being uh, aggressive with your backup quarterback. And I think if the Steelers do that, they have a good chance of scoring a lot of points early on. Yeah, I think you touched on a good point there. There's been times in the year where the Patriots defense and the Steelers defense have had turn have won the turnover battle at certain times in game, but yeah, offensively, can't turn her into points. And maybe that's like you said, the dynamic and going into conversation around let's be a little bit more aggressive with the ball offensively, you know, because the reality is with the way the Patriots are playing and set up offensively at the moment, if they are to turn the ball over, are they really gonna be punished? As you said, if they were playing against the matter of of teams such as maybe the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Bills, whoever as the upper echelons offense, this one's interesting to ask you about where you see this Patriots dynamic. Obviously, we had a great interview with Mike Florio during the week. He touched on it's inevitable that Belichick is moving on, and now for him, it's about who's going to save face and, and how can they maneuver it in a way. A couple of suggestions are out there during the week. One of them, was, which and this actually came from Albert Breer, but on Rich Eisen, is that the Patriots will seek a GM next year, and that's not to the like that's not would be to the liking of Bill Belichick in a sense. They'd put Belichick in a position where he'd be the one having to hand in his cards and walk away. But ultimately, I think the, the Patriots have have been torn and, and still stinging from the fact they never got anything from, from the Brady experience. They let Brady walk and understand him so because he's a great servant, but then he goes and wins the Super Bowl. They never got any compensation. They won't let that happen again with Belichick. He will find a way to do a compromise, move on to a new role. Do you get a sense that these players that MP know that he's moving on and that's the reason why they're so poor? Or is it just generally... It's a poor makeup in terms of what they put together on the field, uh, you know, in terms of packaging a team together for the course of the season. 
because whilst we never expected them at the start of the season to be up there, we always felt that they would play tough and hard for Bill Belichick. But that's kind of fallen off quite significantly of late. It's like as if the players know he's gone and they're very much playing for whatever pride they have left, which for, for me right now, it's it's turning attentions as well towards the draft. Yeah, I I, I think it's it's a very different story uh, and depending on what side of the ball you look. Of course, the last three games, the Patriots have managed to keep whatever team they're playing against to less than 10 points and they still managed to lose all three of them. I think the, you know, Bill Belichick... First time since 1938, Shane. <laughs> yeah, and what's the stat? I think if, if a team concedes less than 10 points, they're 53-0 and in the league. But for the Patriots, it's 1-4. Uh, that one being against the uh, the New York Jets, which, you know, isn't exactly a tremendous win. But, you know, I think there's obviously, there's a big difference here. And this is, I think it's we, we've seen it quite clearly, the big difference between Belichick, the general manager, and Belichick, the head coach. I think Belichick, the head coach, and particularly as a as a defensive mastermind, has still managed to to get his players going. They're still playing because you have to remember not only are are is is that defense uh, playing strong, but they're on the field for quite a lot because the, the offense keeps losing the ball and keeps having to get them back on the field. I mean, against the and Dallas Cowboys a few weeks ago, more, you know, more of the points were were given up of turnovers than just the defense uh, not uh, letting the Dallas Cowboys offense match up the field. So, I, I, I think the, the, the talker, I've certainly been of the opinion for a while that if there was any way that Belichick would be willing to step back as general manager but stay on as head coach, that would be the best way forward. But, of course, he's had a, his, effectively his own way for so long now that if, if any changes were to be made like that or if he were to not have all of the power, he's better, he, he might feel like he's better off doing it somewhere other than New England. Because, you know, because on the offensive side of the ball, the talent is just not there. And there had like there, there wasn't any proper recruitment in in the off season to get better wide receivers to get better. T- uh, there was you know we got, we got Ezekiel Elliott and um, and Mike Gesicki. But I mean like that's it's it the offensive talent just is not there. And I know there's a lot of talk about the regression of Mac Jones as a starting quarterback. But you know it's I don't think these the players are not playing for them. It's they're just not good players. I I think it it, it really is that simple. So as for the the actual Belichick dynamic himself, I don't know whether the some players have checked out. I mean, it's it seems pretty clear that uh, that it may, might be a, uh, I guess, a, an objective of the Patriots to try and you know lose some of these games, try and get get better draft draft capital to get the better quarterback next season. And there may be a few players who may be, uh, who may be inspired to play on to try and keep their plays on the on the team next season, like Ezekiel Elliott, who was given the the ball to run a lot of times. But it's just um, you know, I. I, I think they are doing their best. I just don't think that this, that the squad is particularly talented. Uh, I'm yeah. not quite sure whether, whether Belichick is the... Or Bill O'Brien, as offensive coordinator, are the great uh, motivators that they once used to be. Yeah, there's a moment of conscious of players, and Colin Wright calls it out. He called it out with Joshua Dobbs, and look, it led to him getting a trade to the, to the Vikings. It's just players that get to a certain stage in a season, no matter which team they're playing for. And they're focused on next season. They're focused on the agent, having a conversation with teams. Come free agents are with it on one-year contract. So the, the reality is, was they might not be playing well for a team now. Like we've seen players quickly move on to better teams. And next season, they, it, everything turns around for them. Uh, it's make your mind of time now in terms of who wins this particular game. Um, I'll jump in for us. I think it's inevitable that Steelers will, will win. I don't think we're going to see the most fantastic games. I, not like or they probably will cover the spread and it's all probably down to the Steelers' defense being dominant for large parts and potentially we see turnovers. And Steelers win a comfortable, low-scoring type of game. 
they hang around in the playoff mix because right now they're still in. If you, the season ends today, they are in the playoffs against, I think they would be the fifth seed. So it's an important one for them. And then they'll have 10 days to rest up before the next game comes along. So status for me, are you aligned or do you think there's a, a, are, are the pages going to spring a surprise on a Thursday night football? I think the only way the Patriots win is it's been a, a, a constant all season where if they're behind, they end up chasing the game, whereas if they're ahead, they generally manage to, to do pretty well. So unless they, they get a score early on and go ahead, and the only way I really see that happening is from a defensive touchdown, which I don't see. I think the Steelers would be too well planned in the first half to let themselves sort of get rid of the ball too easily. I think the Steelers will get a defensive touchdown and an offensive touchdown in the first half and will score 14 points. How many the, the Patriots will score in reply, I don't know. You know, six at best from a couple of field goals. And then in the second half, things will just be uh, sort of easy breezy for the men from Western Pennsylvania. That's how I see this game going. I don't think the, you know, I don't think the Patriots will put up much of a fight if they are behind in the second half. I think the Steelers will just have a much better game plan and home field advantage. And the fact that they genuinely have something to play for um, will do better. Plus, as backups go, I think Mitch Trubisky is uh, a stronger option than Bailey Zappi. Yeah, do you agree about a song? Teams can only get better. Maybe teams can only get better next Thursday night when we have the uh, the Chargers and the Raiders and probably a bit more of an exciting-esque, high-scoring game yeah, potentially next Thursday. Shane, as always, really appreciate your time and thanks again. Looking forward to seeing how this game goes and if we're going to see more misery heaped on you, on you Patriots fans. Thanks for now. You mean we're going to get better draft capital? That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, I know. Unfortunately, that seems to be the general consensus by Patriots fans. Thanks for now. Take care.